This episode is supported by Trustonomy, an original podcast from One Trust. Every good relationship you have, personal or business, it involves trust. But we all know that trust doesn't just happen, right? We've all lost trust in a friend or a brand or a product. Trustonomy is a new podcast that looks at true stories from the past to understand how trust works and what makes it stronger and how to rebuild it when it's broken. Now, you know, I'm a sucker for a good podcast that weaves historical stories and relates it to what's happening today. So I thoroughly enjoyed this Trustonomy episode and recommend that you check that out as well. Search for Trustonomy in your podcast player. We'll also include a link in the show notes. Many thanks to the One Trust team for their support. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. As artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. This podcast is brought to you in part by Creative Live. Creative Live is an online learning platform featuring classes taught by industry leaders such as Nir Ayal and Alex Bloomberg. Go to creativelive.com forward slash rocket ship and find some of our favorite classes, buy them and get 30% off. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Michael Saka. I'm Matt Goldman. And I'm Joelle Goldman. Today we talked with Will Hench, the CEO of ThreadLab. What do you guys think? Um, this was really cool. It's a new way to approach e-commerce selling. Um, that the whole goal is to reduce the um, the buyer's kind of cognitive load and having to make a choice and shop uh, specifically for men. So it was really interesting to hear about kind of their philosophy on buying clothes. Um, at what'd you think? 
Yeah, this was a deep dive into the the economics of running an e-commerce business and and how you have to develop the technology to ensure that customers are receiving enough packages to where they're not returning so many that uh, the business model can't work for you. So really interesting. Let's get into it. Earthclass Mail moves your snail mail into the cloud, giving you instant access 24-7 and integrates with tools and services you use every day. It's crazy that we've moved everything we do for business over to the digital world, but still need to pick up, sort, and manage physical mail. With Earthclass Mail, you can get all of your mail scanned and accessible online 24-7. You can search for your mail, send invoices over to your accounting software, sync important documents into cloud storage, deposit checks instantly, and really make running your business as a whole a lot easier. You'll also get a real professional address to share publicly with customers, business partners and investors go to earthclass mail forward slash rocket ship and get your first two months of the starter package absolutely free so will thank you so much for coming on we're really excited to have you thank you thanks for having me for those that haven't heard um give us kind of the overview of Threadlab. so Threadlab is an affordable online clothing service that we started back in 2012 that's designed for men who don't like to go shopping for clothing. So where did you kind of come up with this idea that you could just kind of pick the clothing for them, ship it to them, and they would like it? So it was mainly just a personal problem that I had with shopping online where it seemed like we would, you know, as guys... Um, spend a lot of time going through an e-commerce store to make a purchase and then ending up having to ship a lot of it back anyways due to mis, you know, misreads on fit or the color didn't look quite right. So then we got into, could we build a company around just sending boxes of clothing, uh, almost like a surprise box? And is this like high quality clothing? Is it kind of middle of the road? What's the kind of the price point? On the and the quality on the clothing, so it's it's all it's all pretty high quality, but sort of um, you know big name brands and independent brands, sort of in the middle range price points. So you know, a whole box of clothing, um, maybe five or six items, is going to be about two hundred dollars, which is probably about what you would spend at the store. Yes, exactly. That's what we're trying to do. And then who's curating it? Like, Because I'm hiring you to basically shop for me. Right. Who's, so, who's doing that? So we have a team of buyers who kind of pick out all the clothing, trying to find um, the best brands, the best quality for the price. And then we load that into our inventory. And then we use data-driven algorithms to pick the right clothing for each customer based on their data profile. Okay. And is that all algorithmic at this point? Yeah. At this point, we're doing it all based off of the data. Um, And as as we learn more about the customers and as they receive a box um, and then return things, we learn more about them and about their sizes. And we started actually measuring all of the products that we carry so that we can get really precise with the fits on every single item. Now, when I when I hear the idea, I, I think you guys would just get killed on you know the expense of returns. 
Is that true or what does that look like? Yeah. So in the beginning, we had really high return rates. So it was almost as high as 80% return rates on these boxes. And each month we would make changes and, and experiment with different things. And we eventually got to the point where we were showing uh, an order preview. So now we are doing real-time personalization. Um, when the when a customer places an order, he can see the recommendation in real-time. And that's what got us to the point where now we have, you know, our returns are pretty much what normal e-commerce companies are are seeing. So do you not ship the clothes until they approve the preview? Correct. That's our, our current order process is um, not not shipping anything until the, they've placed the order and seen all the products. And what did you learn from that? Like what kind of numbers are you seeing difference when you actually show someone versus just blindly let them touch the clothing? So we've seen, you know, the 80% returns, which are really, really bad, obviously, mm-hmm. um, they've dropped all the way down to 30% returns, which is a lot of, you know, the reports that you see out there from Zappos and other companies that sort of for clothing returns, that's about where e-commerce is. Interesting. And uh, do you, are people now shopping a little bit? Like they're saying, I don't like this shirt, but I like this one. Or is it just, I don't like this shirt, find me something new? Yeah, I mean it's it's not exactly shopping, um, but it's just a simplified, um, easier experience for for the male customer who doesn't want to spend a lot of time and effort um, going through all these different thumbnail images. We kind of refine the the recommendation to things we think they'll like, so that the the checkout process is much easier. And why do you think this works for the male demographic, um, but maybe not the female? So for what we found was that just most guys don't want to spend a lot of time on it. You know, they're, they're interested in buying, but they're not interested in hunting and shopping. So this sort of straight through process works really well for guys who, who aren't necessarily interested in a lot of different um, designs and patterns and fashion trends. And they're not able to stay on top of all the new brands that are launching. And we kind of do all that for them to make the shopping experience really easy. So let's talk a little bit about the logistics behind this. You said you had shoppers. Um, where are they shopping from? Is there like is there a wholesale network that you're tapping into? Um, wh- where do they choose the clothes? Right. So when we it's funny we, when we first started, we were literally just personal shopping. Um, you know, running it out of my brother's house, out of his spare bedroom, and he was literally. You know, he and I were shopping at outlets and finding, trying to find clothing and trying to figure out how to market up, and it was uh, it was really challenging. And now, now we we essentially operate um, a lot like a regular retailer. We hold inventory um, and we shop. You know, instead of shopping, we're just making buys the way normal retailers make buys with with brands. So we carry, you know, we carry a ton of clothing from. Big name brands like Calvin Klein, uh, Puma, Michael Kors, Burton, and then we have small name brands like um, Mott and Bow, PX Clothing, Ben Sherman, Original Penguin. So now we we kind of our inventory looks like a regular men's clothing retailer's inventory. So do you find yourself getting stuck holding on to a lot of clothes that um, you just can't sell? 
Well, so the way we've kind of gone about it is we're focused really on wardrobe essentials. Um, so nothing is too seasonal and nothing is too trendy. It's sort of the ideal solution for the guy who looks in his closet and just sees a lot of things that are worn out and he just needs a really fast and easy way to get new jeans and new button-up casual shirts and new sweaters and thread labs just a really simple way for him to refresh so um, our our product actually moves really fast and we don't we don't really sit on much inventory Interesting. And so on the inventory side, where are you housing us? I mean, originally it sounds like it was in kind of a bedroom and then a small office. What does it look like now? So yeah, so now it's still, we're still kind of in an office that has extra, extra offices in it where we have our inventory stored. So it's still pretty, we're still pretty small operation, but um, as we expand, we're, we're hoping to get into a regular warehouse type of setup. So how do you guys compete with some of the other services out there? The, the kind of concept of getting uh, clothes or anything else really for that matter delivered uh, monthly or on demand is, is getting pretty saturated. And it sounds like you guys have a system in place with your algorithm and a way of learning what works for people over time. How do you communicate that and kind of carve out your piece of that market? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's a very competitive marketplace. Um, I mean, I think we try to differentiate on on the technology and on the data and the amount of you know time we've we've built out our data model and our you know our prediction engine over the last three years. So we've we've taken a lot of time to figure out what works and what doesn't work, and we've worked really hard on the fit component and really nailing it. So every time we ship a box where if we if it isn't a great fit we're at least learning enough about the customer so the next box is going to fit much better so and we've also been able to keep our prices pretty low because we don't have a large staff of of stylists that are that are handpicking clothing we try to rely on on the technology and leverage the technology to make it make it affordable for our end customers so when you measure if something fits or not are you doing it based on every individual customer? Like uh, if you were shipping something to Michael, you know that this brand and this brand run big on him, but on other people it's different? Or is it more like these pair of jeans have an 80% not fit rate? So that's that's a great question. We actually, that's sort of how we started was just sizing up or, up or down on brands across different brands. And then once we got into the measuring of product, what we could actually do is is once we found a button-up casual shirt that fit Michael, we could then say, all right, we know these other 18 SKUs in our inventory are going to fit him as well across these four or five brands. So now we're at a point where we can, you know, once we know which shirt fits you, we can then recommend other great, great items from all these other different brands that we're carrying. What kind of margins do you need on this um, in this industry to make it work and be profitable? Yeah, I mean, so we're trying to be right around forty um, percent gross margin, um, and that's sort of what our our advisors have been helping us figure out how to price things and make sure we're at at the right price points. Um, and we've actually been now that we're out in Las Vegas, we've been leveraging a lot of the people in the Zappos community and a couple of our advisors or former finance people from Zappos. So um, that's sort of the margin that we've been trying to work off of. 
um, since we, since we moved out here. And I mean, obviously you didn't have it at first, right? Um, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe negative margins at that point, but exactly. um, how, how did you guys make it work, um, to get to the point that you were, um, from, from like shopping at the outlet to now, what are the things that have kind of helped bring those margins down? Um, so basically what was a big, a big help was we got a little bit of funding in to kind of kick us off from Vegas tech fund. And that allowed us to invest in some inventory that we really felt strongly about. And we were able to obviously purchase inventory at, at much better pricing than if you're going out and trying to shop off of, uh, flash sale sites or from outlets. Um, so now we have a good amount of inventory that we like and we were able to purchase it at low enough price points so we can now have good margin and a lot of what we're also trying to work on is is helping the brands that are out there that do have excess inventory that they weren't able to sell through and we're able to take that and you know distribute it against this sort of demand that's out there that's sort of this non-consumption demand these guys that don't shop because it's it's a hassle to go shopping so we allow them to kind of get automatically matched up with all these products that are going to work for them and, and fit their body and fit their their budget correctly. So that's sort of how we've been able to get the pricing down on on a lot of the inventory. Mm, is and it sounds like once you also get kind of that sizing locked in for a customer, um, that's one less thing that they have to do with you. That to switch kind of services, they would have to get resized and and kind of re. I guess, um, worked into their product, right? Exactly. Yeah. We want, we obviously want to try and get our customers to be as sticky as possible. And Mm -hmm. that's, and that's part of it. And, and once a customer realizes how we're, how we're doing this and that it's sort of an iterative process to fine tune it. And then once we have it figured out, um, obviously as long as they don't put on or lose a lot of weight, we can kind of be locked in on, on the types of products that are going to fit them. Nice. So how do you communicate that with them and what kind of like time expectations do you set for how long it'll take to kind of get an accurate fit profile? Yeah, so usually it's um, after two or three shipments, we're pretty much locked in. Um, And then there's also, I mean, there's customers who really get it right off the bat and they they're proactive about communicating with us and they'll tell us, you know, this, this shirt and this size and this fit is what fits me best. And then we have sort of a a head start on getting them the clothing that's going to work best for them. But it's also, um, you know, it's, it's, it is, it can be difficult to, to get the fit right. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a pretty challenging problem. Yeah. Because I mean, even maker to maker, um, or sorry, brand to brand, uh, there's, there's different fits inside of that brand that you guys really need to get familiar with, I assume. Yeah. We're, we're actually thinking about doing this, uh, infographic uh, across all the different measurements that we've found. And it's insane how like a small in some brands we've seen is actually the same size as a large. So it's not even off by one, (laughs) one thing it's off by two, two measurements. Um, So it's it's can be really frustrating, and that I mean this this can happen as in simple as you know a lot of companies are working on it, but just even simple products like a like a t shirt or a short sleeve polo shirt can be way way off, and it is really frustrating for the customer, and that's that's something we're trying to solve here. 
some some of the competitors and, and other services in general use the human touch as something that really makes you feel special when someone is you know working for you to pick out a style. How do you replicate that feeling when you know a portion of it's automated? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So we've um you know, because the, the space is so crowded, we do have a lot of customers who come to us and say they want a human stylist or they want a human being to help them with their look. And what we then do is we kind of allow our customer service to, to do a little more um, proactive work so they can um, create a customer order preview manually with our system and ship, you know, email it to the customer in uh, that in that email preview will have a little more uh, human touch to it. But I mean, we're we're available, you know, similar to the Zappos customer service way, like we're always available, our, our whole team, you know, wants wants our customers to have a much easier time shopping and make their lives easier. So we, we try to always be available, but we really want our system to work seamlessly and, and work as a low touch solution for as many guys who just don't want to have to talk to a human being and just want an easy way to refresh their wardrobe. Yeah. Just get me the clothes. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, if some, if someone wants to call, you know, if someone wants to call in and chat about, you know, what brand's going to work best for them, we're, we're fine doing that as well. Have you ever considered, since you're doing basics, it kind of seems to me like um, this leads really well to to moving into even your own production and your own kind of brand of basic wear. Is that something you've considered or the brands still hold a lot of value with customers? So no, that's, it's funny. We actually are starting to work on that project now with another company called madewright.co and they are a company that just went through Y Combinator and um, they do exactly what you're saying. They they work with companies to do white labeling and, and manufacture their own their own products. So um, that's something we're going to start testing now because it also allows us to sort of guarantee the measurements that we want and that we know will work best for our customers. So it's something we'll probably test over the the next year. Interesting, yeah. Because I, I mean, that's it, I, I imagine the margins get bigger, right, when you control the whole supply. Yes, yeah, yeah. definitely. You're you're able to to keep a little more of the of the transaction. So you guys started in Boston. Um, you now have a base in um, Las Vegas, and then where where are you located? So I'm I'm half the time in Las Vegas and half the time in Jersey City, New Jersey. And then we have a couple other developers who are based in New York City. So we're kind of a remote team, but we try to uh, spend a lot of time in Las Vegas now that our our headquarters are here. Yeah. So what's the advantage to Vegas versus, say, you know, San Francisco um, for something for for you? So we we kind of just wanted to be as you know as we ramped up and you know we're we're kind of new you know most of our team is not from fashion most of our team is not from uh, clothing manufacturing or anything like that so we wanted to be as close as possible to the to the Zappos guys and the Vegas Tech Fund guys to leverage their network as much as possible as we as we scaled up from you know pretty small operation um, to sort of a higher higher growth company. Could you have done this in San Francisco? Uh, I think San Francisco would have been pretty tough, just mainly because of the cost. Um, you know, Las Vegas is 
you know, office space and warehouse space is all very affordable. Um, so we just felt it would, it would help us with our, with our runway and a lower cash burn being set up here. Um, at least with our fulfillment and customer service being based here. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, thank you so much for, for coming on. Uh, this is a really interesting idea and a really new way to approach the marketplace. So I really appreciate you kind of sharing some of, of the challenges and stuff with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Um, so where can we keep up with you? How do we sign up for thread lab, um, online? So you can go to mythreadlab.com forward slash rocket ship to um, get $25 off your first order. Michael, I think you would awesome. love to try it out. <laughs> but, um, and you can sign, you know, sign up on, our, on mythreadlab.com for our newsletter. And um, that's, that's the easiest way to uh, keep up with, with me and, and my thread lab. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for our newsletter, where twice monthly we send out actionable advice for entrepreneurs and exclusive links to AMAs with our guests. That's rocketship.fm. Sign up today.